Hey, what's going on, family? What's going on, friends? It's your boy, John, here again with another episode of uh, Kingdom Exploits, the podcast with me, your host, John Ruchemeza. Today, hopefully to end this year, I want to talk to those five people that listen to me about the crisis that we're in and uh, kind of prepare people for uh, the next year because in the coming year, I am going to be especially zoomed in on the issue of education and what I believe Christians should do. I am going to try to bring together some tools. I am going to try to put together some talks and some things that I want to talk to specifically to pastors and leadership in the community of Christians because I actually believe and I am going to fall on my sword in this that we have to do something about this crisis. We have to stop ignoring the work that is needed and the work that is for the church, by the church, okay? Because I will not be one of those people that will complain, and I have been complaining, about the state of education and the fact that Christians have to step up and do some real tangible things about this. P Christians need to redirect their money and resources to this primarily. I believe this. I want to do everything I can and join the many voices that are already out there shouting from the rooftop about this particular crisis. Uh, because I really, truly, truly, truly believe in this message. And I'm not going to be one that would just complain about this. I want to do something about it. So I want to put heads, my head together with other people who love God and who love uh, their communities to see what we can do. So I'm going to be inviting people. Hey, please, let's talk. What can you do? What can you do in your community? Because we can't keep telling people that these schools are failing, these schools are dangerous, these schools are teaching kids and they're undermining our children's faith and upbringing in, 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 the, uh, in the faith without providing real tangible solutions. People actually need solutions because the public school is there, it's free. The government says you have to take your kids to school. It's mandatory. So what are we going to do uh, as a church? Christian schools, as it stands, very expensive, and rightly so, because they don't have any any kind of uh, reliable funding from the Christian community to keep them free. So we have to do something together, all of us, the church, the Christian educators, and all ev or everything in everybody in between that believe that Christianity is still a force for good in in a society. Even if you're not a Christian, there's a lot of people who believe that Christianity, the Judeo-Christian values, are good. Even if they themselves do not believe in God, or do not believe in the God of the Bible. So, we have to do something, and this is what I'm going to be driving at in the next year. Alright, so, again, to make my point for this particular subject, I would like to go through a video that um, Dr. George Barner... It's a message that the George Barner delivered uh, this year at the Pray, Vote, Stand Summit. Uh, Pray, Vote, Stand is an event that is put together by um, Family Research Council, frcaction.org. And Family Research Council is an organization, it's a Christian organization that is based out of Washington, D.C. They do a lot of good work over there in Washington pushing uh, biblical values and recommending different policies and things of that nature. It's kind of a think tank slash a worldview 
uh, Christian Worldview Center and different other things that they do. So they are involved over there in Washington in uh, all that goes on over there. So this particular event brings together Christians who are involved in politics and government. Um, and so they talk together and strategize what it is that needs to be done in the country for the good of the country, America, uh, for the good of religious liberty, uh, and, and, you know, ultimately for the good of the church and the gospel, because that's what Christians are all about, is to advance the kingdom of God uh, here on the earth. So Dr. George Barner, uh, well known for his research and numbers and just doing different kinds of research to see where people are worldview-wise. I've done a few uh, uh, worldview inventory I reacted to a lot of his uh, worldview inventory research that they put out through the uh, culture, cultural research center over there in Arizona Christian University. Uh, but Barner, the name is, is known. I think he sold that company off to someone else, but he still does what he does. Okay. So he's invited to speak at this particular event to kind of give the numbers and tell people where uh, the problem lies in society and what needs to be done uh, to fix the problem. Okay, so I did like a lot of the things that Dr. Barner had to say, but he missed the biggest thing, the most important thing. He, he skirted around the actual issue and failed to mention the issue. And I don't know why. I, I can imagine maybe that particular subject was not popular in this crowd. I don't know. But... Um, let me play some of these clips and then I'll, I'll react to them as I go so that whoever is listening and watching, you know what I mean by Dr. Barner, as smart as he is, as dedicated as he is to his job, he gave this speech, a good speech, but that was missing the man. He, he, he totally ignored the biggest elephant in the room. I want to suggest to you that, you know, America is experiencing an existential crisis. But really, the challenge is different than many people think it is. The nature of the challenge, it's not an economic challenge. It's not a border challenge. It's not a law enforcement challenge. It's not a health care challenge that's causing the existential crisis. What's causing it is that we've shifted the worldview that dominates in America. And why that matters is because every decision that every person makes every moment of every day of their life is based upon their worldview. So when you shift your worldview, you're naturally going to get different outcomes. And what we tend to do is to treat the symptoms rather than the cause of the crisis. Okay, so America is experiencing an existential crisis. The crisis is caused by a shift in worldview. Right there, I believe, if I was doing that speech, right there, I would have stopped, boom, and said the shift is being caused by primarily, primarily, by the fact that Christians, 90% of Christians, send their children. And, and, and one can, can argue today, 2023, maybe the number went down to 85%. It's still a huge number. The super majority of Christians send their kids to public school for different reasons. Some of them believe their kids are going there to be evangelists and salt and light in that environment. Some of them say, hey, I went to public school. Nothing happened to me. I'm going to take my kids to, to church. I'm going to read the Bible to them at home. What's wrong with public school? Some of them say, hey, 
I wish I could take my kids to Christian school, but I can't afford it. Okay, we both have to work. There's no way for us to sit home and educate our own children or send them to Christian school. And to me, the last reason is somewhat legitimate, even though a lot of people that think they need to have two jobs, they really, many of them don't. They just want to be able to maintain a certain lifestyle, therefore you need two jobs. But technically, two people working. I mean, you need two people working in the household. But technically, most people, if they were to be taught how to, uh, where to make sacrifices, where to cut down, where maybe dad should take an extra job and leave mom at home. Th these kind of things that can be done. And I'm not saying that uh, that we here at the Rushimeza house have got everything perfect. However, this is just the reality. So, I believe Dr. Barna should have said right there, hey, yes, we have an existential crisis, and yes, um, it is caused by public school, and if we're going to solve this, we're going to have to face that elephant and go after it. But he's not going to say anything about that. He's just going to proceed as if that's not a big problem. And, and, and the reason why I was disappointed, I feel this is a major problem. Everybody knows this. Everybody knows that if, you, if majority of people that send their kids to be educated in public school end up getting back confused children. Okay, the ones that stay in the church and honor their parents and say, we, we, we're going to stay in the church, they're confused. Because the state has ensured that these people are crippled intellectually. They do not know how to reconcile their biblical worldview and the rest of life. This is what uh, secular education does to people. Secularism is a religion of its own. So when you send your kids to public school, it's like if you lived in a Muslim country. Most people that live in Muslim countries that are Christians, they don't send their kids to, to government schools there. Why? Because that school is going to teach Islam and Sharia law and whatever else they do in Islam. So the Christian living in that country knows better. They'll send their kid to whatever the Christian will put together for their own children in that community, or they'll keep their kids at home and educate them at home. But we come here in, in, in the West, in America primarily, but this happens everywhere, in England, France, all over Africa, everywhere. We come here and decide, okay, the government that has declared itself secular is a safe place to send kids and assume the kids are going to come back home with an intact worldview. To me, Dr. Barna was in the perfect place to look everybody in the eyes and say, guys, it's the public school that's doing this. But he didn't do it. Okay, let's go to the next clip. If we want to be effective in ministry, we cannot continue to invest the brunt of our resources into ministering to adults. Because adults, generally speaking, don't change. Who changes? Children. And so that's what we want to look at. But recognize that right now, a large majority of young people in America, people under the age of 18, are not attracted to the Christian faith, and they're not attracted to churches. We know that our research is showing that most of the children who are involved in the Christian church today will leave it by their mid-20s. And we also know that less than 1% of adolescents and teenagers are on track to have a biblical worldview. That's part of the research that we did for this book, Raising Spiritual Champions. But rather than being depressed, let's get smart and let's get busy. We can change this. You see, you can't fix something if you don't know it's broken. I'm here to try to help you understand what's broken and to rethink how we can change it. Again, according to Dr. Barna, 
a large majority of young people, teens and adolescents, are not attracted to the Christian faith or churches. Care to tell us why, sir? <laughs> but why? Why? I, I, I know why. And I guarantee you Dr. Barna knows why. And everybody sitting in those pews, they know why. And it's called government, either education or miseducation, indoctrination, whatever you want to call it, public school. And this is intentional. This is, has been an intentional project of the progressives for the last 100 years, is to take children, America's children, and train them to reject Christianity. I, I, I wish people would understand this. And I sound like a broken record. I am in a long line of people who have shouted from the rooftop and been ignored for many years about this subject. Okay. Since the 1920s, people were warning Christians, hey, don't send your kids to these people. These people want to destroy this country and they're going to use your children to do it. But one of the reasons why people won't listen is because they themselves were educated by the system itself. So why would I expect them to listen? Most people that talk about this stuff that I'm talking about, either their eyes have been opened or they themselves were homeschooled. So therefore, they were never affected by this, um, this dumbing down and this spirit. Okay? Dr. Barner also talked about, in, in his talk, he talked about um, that... We tend to, that what we tend to do is treat the symptoms rather than the cause of the crisis. So what people end up doing is either they pretend that, that they can somehow navigate their kids through public school without their kids being affected and they'll just, you know, increase activity at church. Or they pretend that they can go in the schools or in the, in, in the um, school board meetings and shout loud enough and that someone will change things or, to, or, or remove certain books without understanding that it's a worldview problem. It's a worldview crisis. The world has a different worldview. The church has a different worldview, which is why, primarily and mainly why. It, it's, it's really not about the, um, the unions. It's not even about the, the, the curriculums necessarily in the schools. It's not about bad teachers. It's not about bad and dangerous environments. Fundamentally, it's a worldview issue. Again, uh, Dr. Barna was saying that research shows that most of the children involved in the Christian church today will drop out by the age of 25. I wish he would have stopped right there and say exactly why this is going to happen. Because we know why this is going to happen. Because the system they're in has been priming them from K through 12. And by the time they go to college, the professor just have to snap his fingers a few times. And the kid will renounce everything. Because their foundation is shaky. It, 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 they have been, yes, they went to church, they went to Sunday school, but the primary discipleship was done in the 16,000 plus hours that they spend in the classroom. That's, that's what happened. I wish Dr. Barna would have stopped and said, yes, I know why this is happening. 
uh, yeah, okay, parents are not doing their jobs at home, but the the school is doing its job, which is to deviate them from any kind of semblance of Christianity and, and the faith. Uh, basically, what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to expose the elephant in the room. I, I Look, I love Dr. George Barner. I appreciate his numbers. Always thankful for every time they release a, a worldview inventory. Uh, but again, very disappointing that he did not expose the elephant in the room. He was positioned. He was standing in the right place. He was standing in the right place. And to me, if I was him, okay, I would have given all these numbers and I would have looked at the crowd. This crowd had everybody. The who's who is a Christian and is a lawmaker or is, is, is a, some, some sort of influencer of some kind was most likely in that room. Or, or they heard that speech somehow. I know, for example, that day Trump gave a speech there at that event. Now, I'm not saying Trump is a Christian. I don't know. But that's who. That's the who's who that were there. Trump was there. Uh, a lot of other people were there. Okay? The elephant in the room. And the elephant is in the room is something that the people don't want to point to because it's not safe politically to point to. Okay, most of these people are afraid as Christian to point to and condemn and ask for the money to stop being given to the public school and, and be diverted for at least Christian money to be diverted into education. They are afraid to say this. It's costly. How do I know it's costly? Because although I'm a nobody, but I always watch the people that talk about this kind of stuff that I talk about. They're shadow banned. They're, 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 they're ignored, even throughout history. Most of the people that were passionate about this subject that I'm passionate about, they were largely ignored. Because nobody wants to look at, the, at, the, at, the, um, at this big elephant. The, 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 the emperor has no clothes. Nobody wants to say it, though. And everybody knows, nobody wants to say it because everybody is afraid they will lose something. That's the bottom line. So, George Barna went on to say a lot of things, okay? He said, for example, that worldview start developing at 15 to 18 months of age. And a person's worldview is generally formed by the age of 13. Now, think about that and imagine where all these people are from the time they're three, four years old until the age of 13. They're jumping on the big yellow bus that has volunteered to come pick them up from your house. You don't have to take them. Just make them stand outside. The big yellow bus will come take them to the government building for you where they are going to be discipled into a worldview. So there's a lot of Christians that say, well, actually, no, they, they go over there to teach them how to read and write. At home, I teach them worldview. That's a lie from the pit of hell. You're sending your kids to be given a worldview. Now, you might be giving them another worldview at home, but they're being given a worldview at school. They're being taught that 
the world operates a certain way. We as a people should care about certain things. Some things are right. Some things are wrong. And in, in science, they even tell them, hey, this is where we came from as humans. Now, if they might get home and you're like, well, actually, no, the Bible says this. But what you're doing is you're confusing children. You're, you're teaching children to create compartments. This is, this is the compartment when I'm out in the world. This is the compartment when I'm at home and at church. Confusion. So, then George Manor went on to say, we tend to wait until a person is an adult. And then we say, okay, they can think, they can, you know, do other things, so they can make important decisions. That's when we're going to focus on them. But according to Dr. George Barner, it's too late. Most people, when they develop their worldview, by the age of 13, it never changes. That's why you, you have 68% of people saying they're Christians because they were probably raised in Christian, world, in Christian homes. But most of them do not hold a truly biblical worldview. Dr. Barna said that most Americans die with the same worldview they had at age 13. So you have people in your church, you're trying to drill in them a biblical worldview, but because their worldview has been cemented at the age of 13, it's hard to get through to them. Now, God is a miracle-working God, so he's going to penetrate through people's heart, hearts. So we can't say that people are not really saved. But there's a lot of people who are saved who have a very flawed worldview. They don't know how to live consistently and think consistently. That's why you have Christians that would be uh, pro-choice, for example. How? Because this is what they've been taught at very young ages. This is what Dr. George Barner, in the previous video that I played, he said, our focus and the brunt of our investment has to be in children. So for people that have churches, your most investments has to be in children ministry and family ministries. Marriages and things like that that will help to uh, create certain environments for children. So it has to be about the children. Because by the time they're old, by the time they're 25, 30, 40, for most of them, it's too late. That's not to say we shouldn't try to disciple adults, but the most of our, of our, our investment should be towards children. And again, after saying all this, which was great, <laughs> Dr. Barna failed to say, hey, first step number one, for those of you who can, get your children out. Turn around and look at the pastors in the, in the room and say, pastors, it is your job to start a school in your community. Stop depending on the government. It's your job, not the government's, to provide an education that will be in line with the worldview that you're trying to teach these kids at church. So, all that to say, I'm going to end there. But all that to say that Dr. Barner had uh, really a lot of good numbers, a lot of enlightening uh, uh, things to say, right? To me, he, was, he, he moved me a little bit. But then to, to, as I thought about it, I'm like, well, but there's a missing ingredient. You said nothing about public school, which is the biggest problem. How? So, love Dr. Barner. I thought the talk was good. I just thought the talk missed the biggest ingredient. So, I doubt Dr. Barner will ever hear this message. But I just wanted to use this message to point out 
the elephant in the room. The, if you're going to sit anywhere with people, try to find a solution to the crisis that we're in in this country. And if those people do not mention public school as the first snake that needs to be cut off, that needs to be killed, then those people don't know what they're talking about. Because if we're talking, we're talking about the future and we have to talk a long game, not just the next four years. Those people who has you focused on the next four years, they don't know what they're talking about. Because the left and the progressives, they have been playing a long game, hundreds of years long. They will take do whatever it takes to march through the institutions and take them over one by one. By the time you wake up, they have been, they have been successful in overthrowing you without shooting one bullet. That's what happened here in America. America has fallen to the left. How did they do it? Through education. The church wants to be uh, faithful. The church wants to be effective. The church wants to advance the kingdom of God in America. The church wants to keep America because America is a gift and a beacon of hope around the world. The church will have to go through education first and foremost. No plan of the church that does not involve education that's going to be successful long term. Even if you get revival, okay, you're not going to be able to sustain it. If everybody's just going to go back and be educated by the government, you don't have institutions of higher education that will receive all these people that want to go into the culture and, and be salt and light in engineering and on Wall Street as lawyers and judges. You have to have Christian institutions training these people. You can't just rely on Marxists. But me, I think K through 12 is crucial. I think if you train them K through 12, you can at least trust that they'll go and be able to handle themselves in secular institutions. But you can't possibly send them to secular institution, high, uh, high, institutions of higher learning if they've already been indoctrinated in high school. Anyway, that's all I have to say. I, this is going to be my last message for 2023. But like I said before, 2024, I hope by the grace of God to focus in and zoom in on this subject. This is going to be my drum for 2024. It has to do with education. Everything I'll talk about, whatever subject that will come along on this podcast, it's going to be somehow wrapped into education. Because I believe education is that important that it, it, it can be, you can point to it from any angle, any problem. You can always point back to good education, poor education, miseducation, lack of education. And I'm talking formal education. So get ready. Please track with me. Go and in the description, find ways you can support me. And But the most important way you can support me is by praying for me, uh, praying for my family, and uh, let's do this thing. I will see you in 2024. Peace out.